If you enjoyed podcasts like this, you should check out our other shows on Health Podcast Network. For example, Highway to Health Podcast, hosted by Jeremy Quinby, provides guidance, quality resources, and inspiration for anyone seeking wellness in mind, body, and spirit. There's an episode that you should check out called The Value of Our Emotions, where Jeremy helps listeners understand the role emotions serve and what we can learn about our present state by staying attuned to them. Check out Highway to Health Podcast on your favorite podcast platform or visit healthpodcastnetwork.com. Welcome to the Nurse Wellness Podcast, empowering nurses to manage stressors so they can intentionally reconnect with their purpose, optimize their wellness, and ultimately show up in the world the way they want to be seen. I'm your host, nurse practitioner, Wendy Garvin-Mayo, your stress solution strategist. In this podcast, you'll receive actionable stress management tips, insightful interviews, and strategies that focus on inspiring you to be your best, do your best, and give your best. With that, let's get started. Welcome to the Nurse Wellness Podcast. I'm your host, Wendy Garvin-Mayo, and I am so excited to be here with you today especially because we have two special guests, Fallon and Michelle. Last week, I spoke to you all about the Nurse Wellness Leaders Initiative that uh, we started. And these two here with me, my two guests, um, are the ones who, I guess, tapped in and said, let's do this. And I'm going to take a minute and let them introduce themselves. And uh, then we're going to have a conversation about the Nurse Wellness Leaders Forum that we're having on December 19th and let you know a little more about that and how you can get involved. So let's start with Fallon. Fallon, tell us a little bit about yourself and uh, what you do. And you are a returning guest to the Nurse Wellness Podcast, correct? Yes, such a pleasure to be back. Thank you so much, Wendy. It's always a pleasure. Yes. So my name is Fallon Lopez. I'm a registered nurse. I'm a health and wellness coach, as well as a personal trainer. I work with healthcare professionals. I help them create healthier habits. I'm the habits queen, y'all. We we make healthier habits, help healthier habits in our, you know, fitness, nutrition, and mental wellness. So I'm I'm really like a holistic approach to health for our healthcare heroes. They need healing too. So that's a little bit about what I do in my business. And um, what do you do now? Are you a a nurse? Where are you working? Yes. So I'm a full-time nurse as well. I work in a pre-kidney transplant. I help with the coordinators. I'm also doing a little bit of research with COVID patients. Um, So I'm doing that as well. A very, not a traditional nursing job. Um, It's it's taken me away from the bedside, but um, it's I get to use my nursing brain a little bit different. So it's very exciting. Awesome. Well, thank you and welcome back. And we have Michelle. So I have the full transparency to our listeners. I've been trying to get Michelle on this podcast for a while now. So I am so happy that she's here <laughs> and she's joining us. And I'm going to give her an opportunity to introduce herself and tell us about her business. Thank you, Wendy, for having me. And I know I've been avoiding this for a little bit. (laughs) So I'm Michelle, um, Michelle Renee. I am a nurse practitioner and acute care nurse practitioner 
veterinary board certified. Um, I also do a fertility, I'm a, a fertility coach um, and women's health coach. And I help women who are going through an IVF or a fertility journey uh, master their mindset around fertility. And also I help them set goals and boundaries around their treatments and what is right for them. Um, and my women's health coaching, I have just started group coaching for uh, women's health. And my goal, it's been a passion of mine for a little bit, is to combine my yoga. So I'm a 200 um, registered yoga teacher and combine yoga movement and health and wellness. Um, I think when I see patients, you know, and my nurse practitioner role, I see that we, we tell them what their diseases are, but we give them very little how to manage. And so my goal is to help manage and help with mindset so that they have better outcomes in the long term. I love it. Well, last week I spoke to our listeners about the trifecta of the nursing crisis, which is the pandemic, stress, and the nursing shortage. But we are the trifecta. We, we are a, a good trifecta here, really hey. trying to be good, <laughs> you know, in, in healthcare. So I guess we can start. Um, I, I talked to the listeners a little bit last week just about how we kind of came together, but I did a talk for the National Student Nurses Association. I was at their conference and I was talking to um, aspiring nurses who were, you know, in different years of nursing school. But what got me is that these student nurses were so passionate about the profession. They were so pumped, so excited, so invigorated. And when I got off uh, the conference after doing my, um, my talk with them, I just felt some type of way because the night before that, I was on uh, Roland Martin Unfiltered talking about the nursing shortage and the nursing crisis. So the dichotomy of those two, I just had to uh, vent a little bit. So I went on to um, the Nurse Wellness Hub, which is the Facebook community I have. And I just made a video just talking about how I felt about what are we doing to support aspiring nurses and nurses in the field. And really we need to come together because collectively we're better than trying to do things individually. And Fallon and Michelle uh, reached out and said, let's meet. And you know, we had a couple of meetings and we brainstorm and it's just wonderful. So I'll just kick the ball to you, Count, uh, Fallon. What made you want to join this effort of you know, the nurse wellness leaders? and uh, do something about the nursing shortage and just the crisis we're in right now? Yeah, no, when I saw the Facebook notification come on, like Wendy's going live, I was like, oh, this is a strange time for her to go on live. So I just clicked on and she was like, y'all, I am talking about this. This is what's happening. Like, I really feel like in this community, there, there is a solution here. You know, that's what you were saying. You were pretty much saying like within our community, um, I feel like this, there's a solution to this nurse shortage, this nurse burnout. Like we, we, you know, and that you were, you were pretty much reaching out and I, I already knew where you were coming from. And I was like, yes, that is exactly what I want to be a part of, you know, making a change. I think the biggest thing that I do want to inspire um, for change in healthcare is, um, mainly like the culture, the culture of um, 
putting everyone first versus our own health needs, our own health and wellness needs, like the culture of not taking breaks or not taking time off or doing the things that we need to recharge or uh, to prevent the burnout from happening, to prevent nurses from leaving or, you know, um, like you said, uh, the nursing shortage. A big part of it, I feel like, is the system, you know, it's not set up for healthcare practitioners to thrive. It's not set up for us. I would say like an example of this would be like those 12 hour shifts. To me, that this is a lot, like these 12 plus hour shifts to me is bananas. You know, that's just one thing that I have, you know, like I feel like, you know, may need to be changed or could be modified. This is just me speaking. Of course, like the understaffing, the the nurse to patient ratio, the uh, doctor to patient ratio, like it's it's crazy out here. And just like the big business Band-Aid fixes, you know, like patients just come in and in and out, in and out, in and out quick, you know, um, and we just give slap on those Band-Aid fixes. We don't really, you know, go and find out the problem. And it's just those are some things that, you know, I feel like I want to um, inspire or um, just collaborate with others about um, in this in this journey of like, let's make, make change. Let's make change happen. Like nurses have a voice, like those of us at the bedside, we have, we have a voice. And, um, I feel like these are some of the issues, just a few of them. (laughs) There's, there's other things out there, but, um, I think that's what drove me to wanting to be a part of this for sure. I just was like envisioning, like, yes, there are things that we can change. There are things that can be fixed. And I think those were some of the things that uh, came to mind. Um, But overall, I don't want to sit on the sidelines anymore. I don't want to be just that nurse that's just like complaining and not able to do anything, you know. And I feel like nurses, a lot of nurses, nurse practitioners, other people in healthcare, we're, you know, we're fed up. We're done with it. Like, you know, so I know I'm not the only one. And it's just like inspiring to hear Michelle and you, Wendy, um, saying like, we're not sitting on the sidelines no more. We're taking action. So I think that's what really inspired me to join this. Awesome. And, and what about you, Michelle? What made you tap in? Yeah, so it was funny how it all happened. You know, I always say it's the universe why things happen the way that they happen. But um, so I had recently done a presentation for Hospice and Palliative Care Federation of Massachusetts and, and my presentation was about grief, um, grief and healthcare workers in the setting of the pandemic. Uh, but going through the research, you know, I found that we, we, we don't have a support system for healthcare workers. That's nurses, doctors, social workers, um, anyone that's involved in healthcare workers, we, 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 we don't have a support system. And the night that Wendy went live, I had just finished a Kundalini practice for yoga. I was just trying to, you know, I just finished a few meditations and I was thinking about my presentation that I did. And I was thinking about going to work, you know, the next day. And I don't know, it was just all a lot at one time after my practice. I don't know if it like, was the meditation or what. But then I was like, you know, I'm just going to sit here on my mat for a little bit and I'm going to go through my Facebook. And Wendy was live <laughs> and she was talking about it. And I was like, oh my God, yes, this is exactly what I was just thinking about. Like healthcare workers are suffering right now. And 
you know, the common thing that I hear is we don't have a voice. It's, it's the big guy that, that tells us what we can and can't do, but there's so many of us and we're hurting so much right now. And we can see that, yes, we have an effect just by the fact that the amount of healthcare workers that are leaving the bedside is impacting healthcare, right? So why can't we use our voice to have that same impact if we come together? Um, so when Wendy said what she said, I reached out, I texted real quick my thoughts because I had a lot of them, especially at that moment. And then when she offered, I was like, yes, this is what needs to happen. If I'm going to be a change agent, then I need to put myself out there and I need to, to do this. Yes. And, you know, you bring up a good point because I, I just think about when I was in nursing school and undergrad and I remember Dr. Mary Lou Welch. I actually mentioned her on the podcast a couple of episodes ago, but she was my instructor in nursing school at St. Joseph College here in West Hartford, Connecticut. And she instilled in me the importance of leadership, nursing leadership. And I think about where I am now. Now, that was many years ago. Um, but what she instilled in me, I need to execute that now. And we all have that. So in school, we all learn about leadership, or if not leadership, we learn about advocacy, whether it's for the patient or whomever. But now is the time we need to utilize those skills, our energy for ourselves. We need to advocate for ourselves. We need to advocate for our profession. And I always talk about this, um, preaching to the choir, but nursing school is hard. It's not a, a cakewalk, right? We went through nursing school because we have the passion to care for people. So we are people. We are the people now. <laughs> we have to care for ourselves, right? We are the patient, so to speak, um, in terms of what's going on. And I think what's happening are nurses, we are just so stressed and strapped that we just, you forget the passion. And it's like, I just want to get out of here, right? It's just like, I, I need to be done with this. But, you know, what are your thoughts on how nurses can reconnect with that passion, the passion for the profession. And I, both of you talked about empowerment is what I was thinking of. Nurses need to feel empowered to be part of the solution. And I think this is one thing, you know, we're doing here is really, how can we, how can we empower uh, nurses to feel empowered to be part of the solution and change as well as reconnect with their passion for the profession? Yeah, I, I like the fact that you talked about like us being the patient, like now we need the care. Um, it just makes me think of like this nursing shortage. It's a sign, you know, it's a symptom of something. The patient is going down, y'all. The patient, something's wrong. Like the ship is going down. What are we going to do to fix it? You know, and it's not just like a quick little patch over the hole or anything like that. No, there needs to be a real fix done. And um, I think we can as in some way take responsibility for our own, like you were saying, and finding our passion again and um, renewing ourselves, rejuvenating ourselves. I think we can take some responsibility, of course. Um, and then there's some people that I've heard, you know, like it's the system as well. And I feel like it, it can go, you know, hand in hand. We do have some responsibility, you know, to, uh, maybe do some healing for ourselves? How did we let it get to this point? How did it get to a point where we're, you know, um, no longer able to do the things we need to do to take care of ourselves? And I think I went through that. I went through that for sure. I was burnt out even before COVID. 
Um, and I think I had to get back to that. Like, why did I get into this in the first place? And I had to really get into that space of healing myself first so that I could heal others and still being that leader in the process, still being that wellness leader uh, while doing my own healing. Um, a lot of it was just being honest with myself. I did get into this thinking I was going to save the world, save everybody um, in a way to kind of make myself a better person. So there were some things that I needed to work on because that caused me to not have healthy boundaries, not be able to say no, um, just always putting everyone before myself in order to prove my worth. And so this was something that I had, I had to go on my own journey, my own path. And even starting my business was another way that I was doing that again. I was trying to put my worth into a business and, you know, really prove myself. And, um, and it wasn't until I, I took the time out and really got real with Fallon, got in some therapy, got in some support groups, looked for other people that were on the same journey as me trying to heal themselves as well, that I was able to, you know, start gaining my voice again. And then it took practice. It wasn't just like an overnight thing. I, I'm still finding my voice, um, but I think it, it takes practice, um, stepping into those scary spaces, saying, you know, having those uncomfortable conversations. I think that definitely helps practicing, healing yourself um, and finding other like-minded individuals. Yeah. How about you, Michelle? Any thoughts on that? Um, yeah, for me, I think the... We, we need to change, we let me change that. I think I would suggest that changing the conversation um, around what expectations are for nurses. I think there's an expectation that we have this, we wear this superhero cape, right? We see it all the time. Um, but with that expectation also comes that we're pushing down so much, we're pushing down the grief that we experience from our patients not doing well when we thought we were going to save them. We're living our lives compartmentalized. So there's our personal life, our work life, and then all the other stuff that we have to compartmentalize. But when we go to work, we really bring everything with us. And I think acknowledging that we're human, um, Yes, we have some superhuman capabilities, but we also have a lot of hurts and a lot of feelings that need to be acknowledged. And I agree that um, the hard conversations need to start happening in order for us to get back to having that passion. You bring up a really good point about the feelings and the grief. I think, you know, this pandemic has unveiled a lot of things for a lot of people. And I always look at it in terms of who you are, who you think you are, and who people perceive you to be. It's always in conflict. And, you know, being unveiled to unmask and during this pandemic makes people really uncomfortable. So they rather just keep that mask on where they're just suffering in silence and then they're getting sick, right? So, you know, for me, the whole stress management is, is important. It's key. I feel like that's the foundation of it. Um, and not only for, you know, mental and physical health, but I say this all the time, it's really brilliant. If you are suffering from chronic stress, you are not operating at your optimal level. 
So how can you be empowered to be part of the change? How can you be empowered to advocate and and lead and, and do all these amazing things that you're capable of doing if you're not dealing with self of what's going on personally and professionally? And listening to you to respond, it made me think of just the accountability. So that whole being empowered, it's really to hold people accountable, whether it's institutions, whether it's leaders, whether it's government, you know, because hospitals can't run without nurses. Hospitals cannot run without nurses. Hospitals cannot run without nurses. Okay. And and nurses need to know that there are options because you are brilliant people. We're brilliant individuals, right? And many nurses are proving that they're leaving the bedside, kind of doing their own thing. All of us here all have our own business right? So hospitals cannot run without nurses. We have to leverage, you know, our, our abilities and, you know, reconnect with our passion, but also hold people accountable for what we need. Um, I did an episode with Dr. Lynn Ulchin, and we really unpacked the fact that nurses don't add to the bottom line of healthcare institutions. So that may possibly play a role in, you know, what's happening in, in health institutions in regards to providing services to nurses. So that, that can be one aspect and not saying that's the, um, the issue in all institutions. But again, there's institutions who have things that nurses aren't utilizing, right? So I, I think it all just comes back around to nurses feeling empowered. Yeah, that's so true. Like there's that, I think I've always heard like nurses just kind of say this thing, well, I'm just the nurse. I don't know. Like, no, come on. No, no. It's, it's so much more like, like you said, we're brilliant and the things that we do matter. But I do want you to talk about nurses adding to the bottom line. What do you mean? Like um, we don't add to... We don't bill. We don't bill. So as, as um, nurse practitioners, uh, Michelle and I, we do, we bill, right? So, so we, we add, even though we don't get a hundred percent, but that, that's another discussion. (laughs) But uh, (laughs) Nurses at the bedside. So like RNs, LPNs, CNAs, who in my mind, I think of as the backbone, right? Of, of healthcare and hospitals, they don't bill, right? So you don't really bring any revenue into the hospital per se. Does that make sense? But like, when doctors go to see patients, they bill. So we don't add to the bottom line directly, I would say, right? Mm-hmm. Um, we don't add add to the bottom line. Well, I would push back a little bit on that because I can see it like just in my um, ICU job. If you lose your seasoned nurses, right? Your nurses who know so much and can just look at someone and know right away, what's going on. If you lose that, you lose quality. And if you lose quality, you start losing everything else. So yeah, you know, we don't, maybe we don't add to the the immediate dollar, but over the long run, we add to the bottom line, you know, and, and over time, over time that adds up. And over time, if your program starts to lose whatever program you're running, whatever um, institution you're running, if over time you start having those poor outcomes, then you're going to start losing your ratings and you're going to start losing your funding. 
And all of that is directly tied to the care that's being given. Yes. So I think that's a great point, Michelle. And I think that's why it's important for a nurse to be at the table when decisions are being made at healthcare institutions for that exact, that brilliance that you just dropped on us, those gems you just dropped on us. Right. But so it's putting it into perspective. Right. Um, So I think that's important, but, and that's what, that that's why I do what I do because I know nurses are brilliant. I know nurses are capable of doing some amazing things. Um, and, you know, we just need to come together and, you know, make it happen. So I do want to touch on student nurses, you know, because that, that's like my my heart right now, student nurses uh, coming out into the field. Um, what do you think we can do or what advice would you give a student nurse who's listening who's about to launch out into, you know, their nursing career? So I often think back to my initial nursing days, and I often think back to uh, the saying, when you meet your patient, it's also your goodbye. Your hello is your goodbye. Um, But there's a lot in the middle. There's a lot in the middle, especially when you're that person's nurse for eight, 12 hours, right? Or even if you're a a nurse in a, a office or practice, you get to know these patients, like they become your family, some of these. What about that middle? Your hello and your goodbye is not that easy. Um, Changing that mindset and being okay with feelings. Feeling okay with feelings, I think would be my gym to nurses coming. And to find a way to one, have healthy boundaries, Um, it's okay to say no. It's okay to say no, especially if it's protecting your space, it's protecting your self-care. No is okay. doesn't make you a bad nurse. It doesn't make you um, not a team player because you need to support yourself in order to be the best team player. And then the other thing is get support early. If you start feeling a certain way or you have questions or something just doesn't feel right, get support early. There's no shame in getting support. That's amazing advice, Michelle. I I love that. Um, And I'll just piggyback on that getting support. I think every nurse should have a mentor. Every person should have a mentor, someone you can talk to, or even a therapist that that's okay too, but don't feel like you're in it alone. And don't, don't try to seek, so be proactive. Don't try to seek it out after the fact, like, you know, like even now, like, I think it's good to, to start with uh, someone in your corner. So I love that and be okay with your feelings. I love that too. Miss Fallon. The feelings part. Um, I think as new nurses, sometimes um, you might be a little overcritical about things, about making mistakes, about like showing up a certain way or doing something wrong. I know that feeling sometimes it can be overwhelming and, um, you know, embrace the journey you're becoming, you know, and you may be fresh, you may be still learning. Um, I think just being okay with making mistakes having some failures, messing up sometimes, um, but owning it, you know, having that trusted person that you can talk to like a mentor. I know we have very small room for mistakes in healthcare. I understand that. I get that. 
but you know, like we're human, like Michelle was saying, like we have feelings, you know, things happen. We have a bad day. We don't get enough sleep, you know, don't be so hard on yourself. If you don't show up like the, the, you know, the, the most experienced nurse yet you're becoming, you're still building those, um, building that foundation. Um, so just, uh, don't be so hard on yourself, you know, in this process and then make sure you take care of yourself, you know, and in the beginning, you know, it might be very stressful. So you may want to go out and do things to relieve some stress or, you know, go to, uh, maybe other peers that may not be experiencing the type of stress that you are, you know, but I would encourage, um, the new nurses to find healthy outlets, you know, um, Talk to your nursing peers, get in support groups with other nurses that are more advanced than you or, you know, um, and then create those healthy habits, like making sure you're drinking enough water, sleeping enough, not just running off of caffeine, you know, like eating healthy meals, taking your snacks, you know, um, things like that. I would definitely uh, leave as tips for the for the newer nurses. Those are great tips for uh, new nurses. And I would just say that uh, step into your brilliance and don't, you know, shy back just because you are new, you have experiences, you have great ideas, you can be part of the solution, Um, you know, develop proactive stress management strategies because nursing is stressful despite a pandemic, before the pandemic, it was stressful, right? Um, but, and don't lose your passion. I, you know, I always suggest uh, new nurses write why they want to be a nurse and put that somewhere and always revisit it. Don't lose that. Don't lose your why, uh, despite what's happening. So, so, you know, just stand firm in what you're doing, why you're doing it and be part of the solution. And you can even join us. <laughs> we're, we're okay with having uh, student nurses join our efforts. Um, and, and with that, I do want to invite you all to join us on December 19th at 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We're having our kickoff meeting. Um, I'll let Michelle or Fallon kind of explain what we're doing. Yeah, so December 19th, uh, we're coming together. It's our meet and greet, our first official kickoff of our um, just the nurse wellness leaders basically a space where we can support each other and talk about what we really want to see change. What is it that we want to see change and, and offer um, not only support, but let's strategize. What are we going to do? What are we going to put into action to make that happen? You left out the most important part. Oh, <laughs> yes. <laughs> Go ahead, Michelle. <laughs> Most importantly, we are going to be baking cookies with a chef. That's why I need backup. (laughs) Yes, Chef Sahira is a um, professional pastry chef, and she's coming to do a bake along, and we're going to make cookies together from scratch. Um, And it's just like a little holiday celebration kickoff meeting, but we're also going to have our meeting meeting so we will have some items on the agenda while we're making cookies (laughs) (laughs) we can still have fun bake cookies learn meet and greet and um yeah it's gonna be a whole lot of fun i hope everybody can join invite your nurses your nurse buddies everybody come out yeah and you don't have to be a nurse to join as long as you are passionate about the cause which is really having a positive impact on healthcare. You can join us, um, and I will put the link 
in the show notes so you can register. You do have to register um, in order to attend, but it's free of charge to come have some fun, meet some like-minded uh, healthcare professionals, network, and let's really try to move the needle on what's going on in healthcare. And before we wrap up here, I'm going to ask you to, I'll do a quick rapid fire um, for you too. So we do that on, on this podcast. So I can't let you go unless I, I do a couple of questions. I won't do all of them. Um, so let's start with Michelle. Wellness means? <laughs> Wellness for me is stepping on my mat and taking time for myself. Fallon, when you're stressed, how do you manage your stress? I either, recently I've had to be outdoors. It's very, you know, it's winter time. It's not a lot of sun. I do find myself more stressed and I work in an office job. So I have to be deliberate about going outdoors more and making time for sun and uh, going for walks or going into the park. That's like the, the best stress reliever for me, like a 30 minute walk. Awesome. And Michelle, what is one thing people get wrong about you? I'm mean. I'm not mean. I have a serious face, but I'm really soft inside. (laughs) That's awesome. Fallon, how about you? What do people get wrong about you? Oh, um, that I'm so young and inexperienced. Most of my patients, they see me and they're like, you're my nurse. Because I'm about four foot 11 and a half. And I'm about this big. They look at me and they're like, you're my nurse. You, how long you been nurse? And I'm like, fuck my couple months. I just got my license <laughs> just to play with them. But usually I get that. Like I'm very inexperienced, you know, or too young or something like that. Awesome. And my last question for both of you is, uh, Michelle, what has been the silver lining um, in this whole pandemic? that we're in the whole COVID-19 pandemic, what has been your silver lining? Focusing on my self-care. Before I, before the pandemic, I did not focus on my self-care. I, I went, 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 stuff, stuff, stuff. But the pandemic really caused me to take a pause and focus. Awesome. Fallon? I think for me, my relationship with God, like I got a lot more closer to him. Um, and I got into an everyday practice. I solidified my morning routine, my evening routines. Um, like Michelle was saying, like my self-care. Um, and I'll take it like a little bit more. Like I'm, I, I love myself in a different way because I had more time to spend with myself maybe. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that was definitely wow. my That's amazing. Well, I want to thank you two for joining me and you will see more of Fallon and Michelle on this podcast because we will be coming back with updates on what we're doing in terms of the Nurse Wellness Leaders Forum. And until next time, join us on December 19th at 5 p.m. Eastern Standard. I'll put the link in the show notes. So hope to see you there. Thank you, ladies, for joining me and uh, have a great evening. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe and leave a review. Between episodes, you can follow the Nurse Wellness Podcast on Facebook and Instagram. Before you go, I would love to share a free mindfulness ebook with you. Go to stressblueprint.com backslash 35 and download your free copy. Until next time, go out and be your best, do your best, and give your best.
If you enjoy podcasts like this, you should check out our other shows on Health Podcast Network. For example, Highway to Health Podcast, hosted by Jeremy Quinby, provides guidance, quality resources, and inspiration for anyone seeking wellness in mind, body, and spirit. There's an episode that you should check out called The Value of Our Emotions, where Jeremy helps listeners understand the role emotions serve and what we can learn about our present state by staying attuned to them. Check out Highway to Health podcast on your favorite podcast platform or visit healthpodcastnetwork.com.